What's up, M12? How are we doing tonight? All right. I love the energy. I love the energy. Guys, last week we kicked off a new series called Voices, which is all about the different kinds of voices we always hear, right? We hear voices from music. We hear voices from the movies. We hear voices from your teachers, your parents, your friends. Man, everybody, it's like, don't you just feel sometimes like everyone's trying to give you their, their own advice, their own voice, their own take on life? It can get confusing sometimes, trying to figure out, man, who do I listen to and who should I not listen to? Which brings me to the next thing, guys, is that, you know, there's a lot of voices that are right for you to listen to that will help you get a better, healthier life closer to Jesus. But there's also a lot of voices out there that if you listen to them can change the way you think and act for the worse. Kind of like the kind of people that tell you that One Direction is worth listening to or that LeBron James is... Is, good, is as good as Michael Jordan, right? LeBron James, no, no, none of that. None of that in this house, right? LeBron James, right? So guys, I want to continue this discussion with you about voices tonight. But real quick, I want to talk about, I want to talk about, I want to talk to you guys about the people who have a voice in our lives. The people who have a voice in our lives. So what do I mean by that? I mean the people in your life that influence you the people in your life that you listen to. You know, there's a famous guy named Jim Ron, and he came up with a great quote. You probably haven't heard of him. I haven't heard of him before I planned for this sermon. But this is the quote. Now listen to this. Listen to this. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Now what does that mean? That means that the people you do life with the most, the people you surround yourself with, the people you spend the most time with, those are the people who are going to influence you the way you think and the way you act the most. You're going to become like the people you surround yourself with. True? You get this? So as we dive into this tonight, I want us to understand the importance of community. Now, we can't talk about voices if we can't talk about community because ultimately the people you surround yourself with are your community. Now, here's the thing about community, guys, is that God designed us for community. God designed us for community, right? I mean, God, desi God designed you to be poured into by the voices of other people. God designed you so that you can learn how to grow closer to him, how to make better, wiser decisions through other people. God wants us to have friends and mentors and people in our lives that will teach us more about what it means to grow closer to Jesus. If you're a small group leader, can you stand up in the room real quick? If you're a small group leader, stand up. Guys, I want you to give your small group leaders a hand real quick for being your small group leaders. Stay, stay, stay up, stay up, stay up, stay up. And this is why. Stay up, small group leaders, stay up. And this is why. Your small group leaders are one of the wisest, best voices you can listen to because they are here to help you know how to grow closer to Jesus, how to make the wiser, better decisions in life. And if you listen to these people... If you listen to these people, your life will ultimately become better because of it. All right, small group leaders, you can sit back down. Thank you, guys. You know who gets this? You know who gets the point that we are not meant to be alone, but that we're meant to be around other people? Kit Kat gets it. Sit now, sit now. And you know why? You know why Kit Kat gets it? When have you ever bought a Kit Kat bar and there's only one stick? It doesn't happen. You buy them in packs. Who wants this? Wants it? I'm going to go towards some of the ladies over here. Catch it. Oh, don't fight over it. Don't fight over it. It's okay. It's a Kit Kat bar. You know who else gets 
community. You know who else understands that we're meant to have other people around us to pour into us, to influence us? Coke gets it. You guys ever seen those bottles or those cans with people's names on them? See, we should see that and understand. Coke understands that we need to have other people in our lives. Now, a few years ago, Coke made this awesome commercial in which they made a Coke bottle top, but the only way you could open it is with someone else's Coke bottle top. Sounds kind of weird, right? Sounds kind of whack. We'll check this out, and we'll talk about it. See? Wasn't that cool? I mean, Coke just decided, hey, we're going to make this bottle top, and we're going we're gonna to help all these people make relations, make connections, right? Form community because of a bottle. That's pretty sweet. Now, here's the thing, guys. As we get deeper into this topic tonight, this is what I want to challenge you with. Start thinking about, you know, who are the right people? Who are the right voices we need to be listening to? There's so many of them out there. How do we decide? And as you ask yourself those questions, I want you to understand this. This is the main statement I want you to come away with tonight. If you come away with anything tonight, I want it to be this. You ready for it? It's the first blank in your notes, okay? And it's this. Who you listen to impacts what you do. Who you listen to impacts what you do. And what this means, guys, is the people you listen to the most, the people you surround yourself with, when you are having struggles in life and you need to go to someone to ask for advice or to ask for help or to share your sorrows with or even share the things you're most excited about, the people you're closest to, they're going to impact how you think, how you act, and ultimately who you become. Okay? Now, who here has ever done something stupid because one of their friends told them to? Me, right? I have. I totally have. I totally have. I have a story for you guys. So, guys, I was in eighth grade. I was in middle school. I was at the lake on vacation with my family, okay? And this is, you're going to think I'm really dumb after this, but just bear with me. We've all been there. Probably not, but whatever. So I'm sitting in the lake. I'm about, like, chest high. And granted, I was a pretty tall dude. I'm chest high in the lake. My brother Nathan's on shore, a few years younger than me. And I'm like, hey, Nathan. You know what would be really cool? Hey, what, Mike? Start throwing rocks at me, and I'll block them with my raft, all right? And so the goal was, I'm going to block these rocks with my raft, and I'm going to get closer to shore, until if, and if I make it to shore without getting hit, I win. Stupid. And guess what Nathan did? He listened to me, all right? And so everything was actually going fine, man. I was blocking these rocks like a pro. I was like, I'm invading the beach. Like, I'm, I'm getting up there. No one's hitting me. And everything's going fine until Nathan picks up a rock the size of my fist, chucks it at me. And in my defense, I blocked it. But it was so heavy, it bent the raft backwards and hit me in the head. Now, here's the thing. Long story short, I ended up going to the ER and getting seven staples punched in my head. All right? Seven staples punched in my head. If I cut my hair and I shave my head like, you know, every several months, you see the scar mark on the top of my head from when that rock hit me. It was that bad. Now, now some of you guys think, well, Michael, you are stupid. Well, I am. Sorry. It's true. Okay? And here's the, here's the thing. Here's the gist of it. Who you listen to impacts what you do. If I never told Nathan to start throwing rocks at me, he wouldn't have started throwing rocks at me. What brother, what family member starts randomly throwing rocks at you? Okay? Mine wouldn't have. Stop raising your hands, okay? Your families aren't that bad, all right? My brother wouldn't have started doing this unless I told him to. And because I told him to, I ended up in the hospital because I'm dumb, okay? 
So who you listen to impacts what you do, okay? So let me ask you guys this question again, third question. I know, lots of questions, but start considering this yourself. Who do you go to when you have troubles, when you have struggles going on? Let's say you failed that test and you feel crushed. What I know, right? Yeah? What friends do you go to to kind of talk about this stuff? Man, if something, if something guys, stay with me, stay with me. If something's happened in your family and you feel like you need to talk about it with someone, who do you go to? If something incredibly awesome, if something incredibly awesome is happening in your life, who do you talk to? Because those are the people, guys, guys, pay attention. Those are the people who are going to listen to you. When the t- those are the people who are going to influence you the most, your inner circle, the community that you're in. Now, here's the thing. All right, Michael, so, so, so what? Choose, this is the next blank in your notes. It's a caution. Choose wisely who you pick to listen to. Choose wisely. I said choose. Choose wisely who you listen to. Because you think, guys, there's nothing worse than, than listening to voices that will impact you in the wrong direction. There's nothing worse than entrusting yourself, than, than airing out your secrets with someone that you can't trust. What if there's something going on in your family that you don't want anyone else to know about and someone that you trusted, you thought you could talk to, you tell them about that stuff, and then next thing you know, the whole school knows about it. What if you're struggling with some sins in your life and that you're embarrassed of and you try to tell someone else, try to get some encouragement from them, and next thing you know, everyone knows about it? Let's say, let's, what, if there's some, what if there's some cool kids that you look up to and you start trying to do the th- same things they do and you, you end up getting in trouble all the time and your life starts taking a turn, right? Choose wisely who you listen to. Guys, here's the thing. When I was in elementary school, when I was in elementary school, there's a lot of awesome and sweet kids that I hung out with, that I did life with. And as soon as we got to middle school, some of those kids stopped caring about Jesus and started caring about popularity. They stopped caring about Jesus, guys. They stopped caring about Jesus, and they started caring about popularity. And next thing you know, they would do anything it took to impress that cute guy or that cute girl. They started hanging out with the wrong crowds of people. They started hanging out with the wrong crowds of people, guys, because they cared more about what the world thought of them than what Jesus thought of them. And the decisions I started seeing them make in middle school because of the people that they spent the most time with, bit by bit, I saw their life change. So the kids who I grew up with that, I know, that, that were awesome kids, I saw them turn into someone completely different. And to this day, because of the decisions they made in middle school, because of the people that they decided to listen to in middle school, because of those decisions they made, they have a life today that none of you would want. And it started in middle school. So guys, here's the thing, and you guys should know this too. Because you're in middle school, you are very easily influenced. There's a lot of voices coming at you. You guys need to pay attention. Do not listen to the voices that will not point you closer to Jesus. Do not listen to the voices that will make you disrespect your teacher, disrespect your parents, not care about things you should care about. Because little by little, that will change your life. And I want what's best for you guys. God wants what's best for you guys. Choose wisely. But this doesn't mean that we shouldn't be friends with bad influences. God still wants us to be friends with bad influences, right? No? I'm hearing some no, some yeses. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hear me out. You can be friends with bad influences, but not allow their voices to influence you. 
Okay? <laughs> okay, yeah. You can be friends. Guys, listen to me. Think about this. You can be friends with bad influences, but not allow their voices to influence you. And whether we like it or not, guys, whether we like it or not, the people that we do life with the most, the people that we listen to the most, the people we go to during the tough times, the people we surround ourselves with the most, whether you like it or not, those people will influence who you become. They will. Without, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. They will influence you. But here's the thing. God calls us to love all people, right? God calls us to love all people, right? Even people like me, even though I'm stupid, okay? God, loves, God calls us to love all people, and we can't love all people if we're not willing to be friends with all people, okay? And God wants even more than you to be friends with those people. God wants you to share about Jesus with those people. Because ultimately, through you, God can change those people who are bad influences into becoming good influences. Through you, if you share Jesus with them, God can change them so they start listening to his voice instead of their voices. But ultimately, as Christians, the people you decide to be closest with need to be people who are going to point you closer to Jesus, closer to God. Because if you want the kind of life that God wants for you, and God wants the life for you that will be the most fulfilling, the most peaceful, the most joy-filled, if you want that kind of life, you're going to start surrounding yourself with people who care about Jesus as well and are going to help point you towards him. And I'm a living testimony of this, and I'll share that with you guys later, okay? I'm sure you guys are wondering why Michael has a pot of water on the table. Like, what the heck, Mike? I got a tea bag. Hey. All right. All right, guys. Pay attention. Pay attention to the water as this tea goes in there. I need to make sure it gets fully wet. All right. Pay, all right. Could play, play slowly. Close attention to that water. But here's the thing, guys. I'm not just telling you these things. Like, I woke up this morning and was like, hey, this is cool stuff. I should share this with them. Maybe they'll listen to me. No. The things I'm sharing with you I have because God told me these things. God told me these things, and they're in his word. Listen to this. Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Next verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Bad company corrupts good morals. You become who you place yourself around. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Bad company corrupts good morals. In the last verse, Proverbs 22, 24 through 25. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. Or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Again, this is talking about people who, if you become friends with them, they will influence you. Still be friends with bad influences, but if you're going to be around someone and they're going to influence you to follow after them, to follow after their ways, don't do it. Who in here has been around, who, who in here has been around a negative person, and because you're around a negative person, you start thinking more negatively, right? Has that ever happened to you guys? It's like, geez, man, stop, stop being so negative. I'm starting to get really pessimistic about stuff. Cut the hate, bro. Cut it off, right? So, guys, as you see in these scriptures I shared, right, there's consequences to things. If you allow the right voices to impact you, your life is going to start to look right. It's going to start to look like the life that God intended you to have. And I think a lot of times we don't realize that God intends for us to have the best life we could ever possibly have. Because the closer you are to Jesus, the more peace, 
the more joy, the more fulfillment you're going to have, the less insecurity you're going to have, the less you're going to care about what other people think, and you're going to become more satisfied in what God thinks of you. But if you listen to the wrong voices, the voices that say, hey, hey, talk back to your teacher. Talking back is cool. You're going to get in trouble. You're going to end up burned. Hey, talk back to your parents, man. Don't let your parents tell you what to do. Man, your parents care for, your parents want what's best for you. Don't listen to those voices at your school. Listen to the voices that you know are going to lead you closer to Jesus. Guys, notice how this water has kind of changed color. You see that? See that? You see that? Still a little clear, but as we can see, the water looks pretty brown now, right? Here's what we don't, often don't realize. Okay? That tea bag represents the wrong voices in your life. And if you allow yourself to be impacted by the wrong voices, here's the thing. Did that water instantly turn brown as soon as the tea bag hit it? No, it didn't, right? It took time for the color to spread. Now, guys, listen to this. Pay attention to this. In the same way, in the same way, you might not realize how you're instantly changing when you put yourself around the wrong people and start listening to them. But bit by bit, without you noticing, you gradually start to change. Maybe it's just, hey, I'll, uh, I'll make the teacher look silly just this one time. But that one time grows. And without you knowing it, the more you listen to the wrong voices, the more you start to change color. Until before you know it, you're a completely different person. Your parents sit you down and they go, what happened to you? You used to be such a sweet kid. And I don't want this for any of you. But the danger of sin, the danger of listening to people who you shouldn't be listening to, of being influenced by people who are telling you the wrong things, the wrong voices, is that it's subtle, it's sneaky, it'll get you gradually. So don't listen to them. Focus on Jesus. Listen to the people who push you closer to the Lord. Because that's what's going to change you. So what do we do with this, Mike? What do we do with this? Right voices, wrong voices. So what am I supposed to do? Here's your next blank. This is the first do, and it's this. Ask God to give you healthy voices. Ask God to give you healthy voices. And here's the thing. So often in our lives, guys, we look at God, and, and we're like, God, I keep, I keep asking you to help to change my life. Why is nothing changing? And God just says, man, have you even asked me to help you? Guys, do you realize that God wants what's best for you more than you could ever possibly want for yourself? Do you realize this? Like, like, here's the thing. If you, want, if you want that fulfilling life I was describing, the life filled with peace and joy and fulfillment and the happiest life you can imagine, God wants that for you, and it's found in him. And if you just go to God and start asking him for what you need, God promises he'll give it to you. He is the perfect loving father. I have a story to show this. When I was in high school, I was a freshman in high school. And I was not involved in church. I went to church on Sundays because my parents brought me. I wasn't involved in youth group. And man, after every youth group, every, every youth trip, every missions trip, I'd see these kids come back and they were filled with so much joy and they had such cool relationships. And I was like, man, I don't have that in my life. And I walked home from church one day and asked God, I was like, God, can you please give me friends like those? Fast forward six months, I'm going on vacation with my family to Florida, and I'm sitting in the airport in line. I look, I felt like someone was just, you ever get that feeling when someone, you feel like just someone's just staring at you, and you don't know why? So I'm in line at the airport, I look over this guy next to me, and he's this big, intimidating dude with chains around his neck, and he's staring right at me. Like a foot or two away from me, I look at this guy, I'm like, whoo, ah, stare straight forward, you are, maybe he'll stop looking at me. 
I look over him again, still looking at me like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to ignore you. So, I, so here's the thing. We go on vacation, have a great vacation. A week later, I'm back at the airport in Miami on my way back to Virginia because that's where I'm from. And I'm sitting in the airport, and I look in the line next to me, and guess who it is? It's the guy. And he's staring at me again. And I'm just like, God, what is happening? I'm going to look forward. You are not going to stare at me. I look back at him. He's still staring at me. Same flight back to Virginia. Same flight down, same flight up, staring at me both times. Two weeks later, I go to my first youth group trip I have in years. And I'm sitting in the worship sanctuary. I get a tap on my shoulder. Guess who it is? It's the guy. And the guy's like, hey, my, he didn't know my name. He's like, hey, man, were you in Florida? I'm like, yes, creep. Like, like, following me. And here's the thing. This is the point of that story. His name was Duran, and he became my first real Christian friend in high school. And because of my friendship with Duran, God put me back into church again. God got me back involved in the youth group again. And then through my friendship with Duran, I started meeting tons of these awesome other Christian people, these other Christian voices who influenced me and who, and who encouraged me to know Jesus more. Because of that one friend, because of that one friend, Jerron, that God put in my life, God gave me more Christian voices, more, more healthy friendships than I had ever expected when I first prayed that prayer to God a half a year earlier. And guys, through that one friendship with Jerron, God has continually been giving me Christian friends and Christian voices, and I would not be here today preaching to you if, I, if God had not answered that prayer in my life, because I would not have gotten involved in church, I would have not felt the call to ministry, I would have not come down here, and I would not be preaching to you unless God had answered that prayer. God answers our prayers when we ask him for what we need. And I have a verse to read to you guys that God has brought so much peace in my life and joy. Listen to this verse. It will bless you. I guarantee. Here it is. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. We don't often don't have, we're often not confident in approaching God. We feel our sin gets in the way. Or maybe God is judging us. Maybe God is angry with me. Maybe God hasn't forgiven me. But if you have accepted Jesus Christ into your lives, into your souls, if you believe that he is the son of God, he has come down, and he has died on the cross for your sins and rose again, and you have him in your heart, you never have to lose confidence that God is listening to you as long as you're trying to follow him. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, Whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we've asked of him. God is saying, if you come to me and if you, if, you know, if you want what's right, and you're asking me for what's right, if you're asking me to have more of me in your life, you're asking to become more like me, if you're asking to overcome your sin, overcome your struggles, to have peace in me, to love me more, to, to, if you're asking me for stuff that's going to help you love me more, I guarantee to give it to you because I want to give what's best for you because I'm your loving father. So if you ask God for these healthy voices, guys, he is guaranteed to give them to you. God is just sitting there and waiting like an eager father to bless his kids. Ask me. Ask me. I want to give it to you. Just ask me. I will change your life. Just ask me. And all too often, we don't have the confidence but God has given us every reason to be confident. He's forgiven us of our sins. We're now made blameless before Jesus if you have accepted him. The second do, that's the first do, right? Ask God for healthy voices. The second do is this. 
Begin to pray for an accountability partner. But Mike, what's an accountability partner? Guys, here's an accountability partner, real quick. An accountability partner is a friend who is close to you, who loves you, who's a healthy voice, but far more than that. He's a friend where you can share your deepest, darkest secrets with, and he, you know what that friend's going to do? That friend's going to say, I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to do my best to help you overcome this struggle in your life. And by the way, this is what I'm struggling with. Can you pray for me and help keep me accountable too? I have a checklist real quick for you guys. An accountability partner is someone of the same gender, which means, guys, if you're having problems with Bay, you don't go to Bay to have to talk about your problems with Bay. Girls, same way. You got problems with that dude? Don't go to that dude to try to keep you accountable with that dude. Someone of the same gender. Someone of the same grade or older. Don't go to some 50-year-old guy and go, hey, man, can I share my struggles with you? And you can share your struggles with me? No, that's, that's whack. That's called a mentorship. And you should never ask for an older person to share that kind of stuff with you. It's one-on-one with your friends. Someone you trust and someone who trusts you. Someone you can count on and they can count on you. Someone who will speak truth into your life and you do the same for them. And someone who will pray for you and you for them. And guys, oftentimes, for those of us who have been in church for a while, I think it's easy for us to, to say, oh, hey, man, your house burned down. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. And then two weeks later, we're like, oh, shoot, I forgot to pray for that guy. Like, it happens all the time. But an accountability partner will pray with you in the moment and say, you know what, dude, I know you are struggling with this. Let me pray for you right now. Let's try to beat this thing. I'm going to keep you accountable. You have some bad habits. I'm going to check in on you to help make sure that you're not doing them. That's what an accountability partner is, and this is why you need it. James 5.16 says this, confess your sins to God and pray for one another that you may be healed. This is a command. You see, all too often we think, hey, God, I'm asking, you know, God, I'm trying to live for you. Why am I not overcoming my sin? Why am I not overcoming my temptations? And God's like, did you read my word? Try to obey my word. Confess your sins to one another and pray for another that you may be healed. Church is not enough for you. Coming into a worship service and hearing worship in a preacher, that's great. But if you want to really grow in your faith, you need to meet with other believers your age who care about Jesus, who will share Jesus with you and help you grow closer to him. So this is my final thought for tonight, guys. This is my final thought before we close out. I want to remind you that who you listen to impacts what you do. And when you're trying to decide who to listen to, you need to use caution and choose wisely. Not everyone can be that voice you listen to. They need to push you closer to Jesus. And for this next week, every day, this is what I want you guys to do. Pray every single day. Ask God to give you the healthy voices you need. And ask God for the accountability partner you need. If you keep praying that, I guarantee he'll give them to you. Let me pray for us. God, I pray for this room. I pray, God, for every student in here that they would realize, God, they need accountability. They need healthy voices in their life. Please do not let them leave this room, Father, and then go through it this next week and for them to continue to listen to the voices that are going to distract them and move them further away from you. I pray they would start listening to the people who care about you and above all, listen to your voice. Please provide them with what they need. And in Christ's name I pray, amen.